It's Chris, the Dating Doc. Happy New Year 2021. This podcast episode is all about the secure attachment style, part four of four of explaining the attachment styles. Stay tuned. So secure attachment characteristics are interesting as children and how they then transition into adults. You know, for example, you know, children who are securely attached, they will show you, they will display that they're visibly upset when uh, caregivers leave and happy when their parents return. And um, not to compare humans to dogs, but it's it's that purity that is what we love about dogs, right? That's what um, makes us feel something for our pets. When we leave, they get very anxious and sad. They may retreat to the corner and not drink or um, not play and then when we return they show us that pure joy happiness whether they're jumping up on their hind legs um, or just doing the the happy dance right as my dog does so um, this is healthy it is healthy to be sad and then inversely to to show that happiness so that that is something that you'll see with uh, securely attached um, children is that they're able to show those emotions instead of being very dismissive or numb to it. Now, um, contact initiated by a parent is readily accepted by securely attached children. And yes, they re- greet the return of a parent with positive behavior. Uh, I have a co-parenting situation with my daughter and it's something that I truly enjoy is, is her hugging me and, and saying, dad, you know, when, uh, when, when uh, she sees me. So being the analytical type that I am, since I am the dating doc, it's something that I'm cognizant of. At the same time, I, I feel the pure joy and happiness from, from receiving that. Uh, because again, it is very genuine when, uh, when they're children. Something that I'm very cognizant of as well is that parents of securely attached children tend to play more with their children. And it's a cycle, right? It's it's generational. If you grew up in a household that was very detached or um, very insecure or very dependent, then you may not see too much of that playing with the children. Because let's say, for example, both adults have a dependent attachment style. Their dependency might be focused on them rather than the child. Some can't separate that. Some can't. Uh, it has to be mutually exclusive, right? Because they, they may gr- make great partners, but bad parents. Or they may, they may make uh, great parents, but weren't meant to be partners, which was the case with me and, the, and my ex. But regardless, the point that I'm making is that we tend to want to play with our children more. Uh, Additionally, these parents react more quickly to their children's needs and are generally more responsive to their children than the parents of insecurely attached children. They need that care. You need to be able to model that type of care if, for example, they step on the wrong thing and they start crying or they're frustrated about a math problem. I did not grow up in a securely attached home, but I was able to unlearn some of those habits and add some new habits and patterns to my to my mind frame, which is all through um, 
it's all through frame shifting, which which that could be an entire other podcast episode. Um, but with that, you know, studies have shown that securely attached children are more empathetic during later stages of childhood. Less disruptive, less aggressive, more mature than children with ambivalent or avoidant attachment styles. Again, I grew up in a household where I did not truly master or understand, at least for my age, what empathy was. Um, it was very much a ambivalent type of, uh, of household, loving parents, but um, not as, as involved as I would have wanted. It, it was not toxic by any means, but um, it was almost like cruise control, autopilot, if you will show up back from work, one parent is cooking, the other parent is in the um, TV room. We, we had a like a guest room that doubled as a TV um, area and just watch TV. Um, I tended to myself, played plenty of video games, read comics. Um, so you, you can imagine there wasn't though, those type of healthy discussions that I now promote as a father and as a dating coach. Uh, so yeah, that in summary, that's a little bit of the secure attachment style for children. Uh, now we're going to go into adults. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is important to note that with any transition in life, it doesn't matter the age. It, it does not matter, you know, if you say, hey, I'm too old to learn new tricks. Um, our brain has so much plasticity to it. It is very flexible. You can mold it however you want. It does not matter the age. Um, you can teach yourself languages. You can take up new hobbies. Um, do not use the excuse of, of age if you really want to make actionable progress towards being a more improved version of yourself. With that said, I am an embodiment of that. I have to practice what I preach. Like I said in this in the previous segment, as, as a child, I did not have those type of uh, discussions to, to talk about my feelings or talk about what may frustrate me. Um, there wasn't much of, of physical touch. You know, there wasn't a lot of like hugging and sitting on laps as a toddler um it, it just it's one of those things that um again it, it, as i mentioned it was a cruise control type of um, family household um my parents did not end up uh, together they got divorced in 2007 and that was mainly due to the kids being out of the house so i if i were to define the um the household by an attachment style would be a combination of avoidant and ambivalent. You know, lukewarm, loving, not toxic, uh, but there was a couple of uh, flare-ups and fights between my parents. 
that that's really the the best way. We were we were fed, we were clothed, and we had opportunity to learn. We had a good learning environment in school. But again, cruise control. Um, as adults with secure attachment style, we're more than likely to have trusting, lasting relationships. And this is again because, as as they say, the little slang that they say nowadays, all the TikTokers, they say "gas you up," right? When someone is gassing you up, aka when they're giving you affirmations, when they're hyping you up, when they're building you, that's very important amongst friends and amongst family. Secure attachment styles. People are great at gassing someone up, right? Which which adds to having these trusting, lasting relationships because they're very, very mutually loving. Tend to have good self-esteem. That's another attribute of a secure attachment style: is that we will have good self-esteem. We will believe in ourselves. We will understand our limitations. We will understand the beauty and what we have to offer the world. Whereas if you're part of the insecure attachment styles, whether that's avoidant, ambivalent, dependent, then you may not view yourself up to the potential of who you really are. And this is where emotional overeating comes into play. This is where seeking out toxic relationships uh, in exchange for companionship comes into play. This is where you become numb to your goals and motivation. So it does have an effect overall. With, with while I've, I'm wrapping up explaining the attachment styles, it's important to note why I'm explaining this and how it is the root of some of your problems and how we could readjust our mind to a more secure attachment style.、Uh, we share feelings with partners and friends. That is. Something that's very important if you're a part of the secure attachment style is that you're able to open up. Again, I use myself as as a model, as an example. I had a hard time with this. I would assume no one's going to listen anyway. No one's going to care. I'm putting some emotional burden and strain on other people. So why should I even discuss my feelings with them? Because they probably don't even have the time. Wrong, wrong. Secure attachment styles understand that it's okay to share feelings with partners and friends, even even if you don't get the response you wanted. Which goes back into having a good self-esteem. You may be promoting mutual communication by sharing feelings with partners and friends. It may click in their head if, let's say, they're a little bit more of an avoidant attachment style. It may click in their head for them to say, "You know what? This person's sharing their day with me, and I get it. They're trying to get that load off of them. They're confiding in me to listen. The fact that they're even speaking to me, to me, Mister or Miss, avoidant, ambivalent, dependent, attachment style, anxious,、um, avoidant. The fact that they're even wanting to communicate with me, I need to treasure that, and I'll share my feelings as well." So you're you're actually promoting someone to to make that shift as well by sharing your feelings, and I'm really glad that now we, we've started becoming more mentally health conscious here as a society. We know there's an increasing number of anxious and depressed people out there. The numbers are coming in a lot more accurate. Unfortunately, suicides have increased. 
for various reasons, um, such as social, me social media dependency. Those are some of the new factors, social media dependency, um, substance abuse, lack of sleep, nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. This is kind of the new fold of why people are committing suicide. But more importantly, that has also created an opportunity for mental health to become the forefront. Uh, so knowing that you can share those feelings with partners and friends is part of that promotion. It's it's hip to share your feelings. It's okay. You should want to have a safe space, regardless if you're a man or woman. You should want that safe space between your partner and other friends. Which goes into something else, seeking out social support. It is important that if you are, if you're already uh, secure attachment style. Again, there's not really a hundred percent secure attachment style, but if you you tend to be more of secure attachment style, you seek out social support in a very genuine way. You don't do that through a sad song on TikTok and all these captions and how you want attention from people. No, you're seeking out social support from those that really matter, that are going to really listen to you and provide you perspectives if you want them. Sometimes that social support could be you wanting to go out to happy hour and just hang out with friends. Social support could be you hanging out with your sports league, social sports league friends, and afterwards complaining about work and life and relationships. They understand the benefit of this. But again, what you don't want is you don't want to just seek attention and validation. You want true, genuine social support from others. Again, this is characteristics of secure attachment style. But we can always lean to the left and right on that spectrum. One day we could feel very secure. That may last a couple weeks. And then because of some incident in our life or some traumatic experience that comes back into, into our lives, we can then shift into one of the insecure attachment styles or through self-work, which is something that I can work on if you need help with that, through working on yourself, through doing actionable activities such as meditation, journaling, exercise, um, reflective model thinking, cognitive behavioral therapy, if that's something you want to get into, reprogramming the way you think, and then frame shifting, you can go from insecure to secure attachment style. So it's important you know that it's not it's not hopeless out there. You can improve your existing situation and not only become a better person for yourself, but you are also the social support. You are also the one that can add to people's self-esteem. You are the one that people can go for, for a trusting, lasting relationship. So what I've done here is I've written a list of some things you can do to rewire your attachment style to be more secure. Uh, the first one is, Make sure that you work on your fitness and dieting and sleep. All right. Looking after yourself physically, okay. Attend to your wellness and self-care. You'll have more in the gas tank for the emotional strength and stability that you will need to tackle your day, to tackle any issues going on. So for example, 
if let's say you decide to start tracking your calories, that's one thing you might want to do is, are you overeating? Are you, if you have weight goals, are you eating more than you should uh, or adding too much calories that you really don't need? When it comes to sleep, when are you going to sleep? What are you doing before you go to sleep? Are you playing on your phone? Are you watching Netflix? How much sleep are you getting? Do you wake up in the middle of the night and check your phone? Are you getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep? Or are you the type that gets four hours, five hours of sleep, checks your phone, gets up, next thing you know, you're having to take a nap during the day and you've missed out on working on yourself and you're just as zombie. You're not going to make any progress that way. So make sure that you take care of yourself on the physical realm. Number two, take some measured risk. Try things that push you out of your comfort zone. One way that I do this is the easy things become habits after a while, making your bed, having coffee, um, working out. Working out is a risk in itself because you have to push through the mental angst of not wanting to work out and you just go out there and you take a risk, especially if it's a whole new type of workout. Taking a risk, something that I've done personally is I have random conversations with people uh, safely. I'm not going to talk to some, you know, crazy meth-headed serial killer that I know is a meth-headed serial killer. But, um, right, don't talk to strangers, right? But I, I do have a habit of going out of my way to talk to cashiers at a grocery store. I literally did that about an hour ago. Having a conversation with um, the barber, I did that about half an hour ago. And I knew it was a risk because I'm naturally an introvert. So take risk. Okay, these are these were small examples. I'm not telling you to go out there and bungee cord or uh, bungee jump. But uh, the smaller steps you take, then they become bigger and then they become bigger. And then next you know, you might be speaking in front of a whole bunch of people like this crazy guy you're listening to. And for someone who grew up as an introvert that was an ESL student, not too shabby, right? Uh, other thing is develop the things you're already good at and the things you love. Keep doing the things that you love, okay? Um, and it's one of those things where you can start mastering them because you become secure in yourself. You start understanding that self-esteem, self-confidence is attached to the fact that you yourself are making that progress, right? So it takes patience to stumble upon something you might love But when you get in that zone, melt into it, melt into it and you will find your passion. But a lot of it's staying curious. And these are just tips that are going to get you more into that secure attachment. So another one is that building that self-esteem and and that compassion, it's going to take deeper changes. And this is where I guess I can do my shameless business plug, but it is important that you're able to mirror your thoughts and actions with someone else. Because you can do the work yourself. You can. You can get out of the muck by yourself. But if you have a broken arm, yes, you can sling it. You can, um, you know, you, you can you can try to mend it. You can buy some over-the-counter painkillers. But more than likely, that arm is not stabilized or those painkillers are not working the way they should. So you do have to go to an expert. You can do your own taxes. But if you have complex investments and property, you may want to go to a professional. There's plenty of things that you can do on your own, but it is important that you do the deep changes with someone else. 
<clears throat> you can always start with me. Hey, I do what I do for a reason, right? Um, that self-awareness. Okay, the more you're more, the more self-aware you are. Excuse me. You generate acceptance and fuel your journey into emotional freedom. You have to accept your strengths and weaknesses. You have to accept what happened in the past. Let it be in the past, and then start moving forward. And it's not one of these like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, just take a pill of acceptance and you'll be fine. No, it's a journey. But it's about not making excuses for anyone, including yourself. It's assessing yourself. Seeing the location of those scars, that inner landscape, so you don't fall into those same patterns for the rest of your life. I am very passionate about what I do for a reason. I want you all to take this information, make it actionable, make it useful. We only have one life to live, and and it's not about just healing ourselves for ourselves. If we can exponentially become better people, then we can then spread that to other people that need this. That need this awareness, that need this journey, they need to also start to walk. But it takes people to promote that. Nowadays, we live in a world where we're promoting more division based on what po- political belief you believe in or social political belief. Let's promote healing. Let's promote becoming more of a secure attachment style. Collectively, we're very insecure right now. So if anyone ever asks, why do you do all this to dating doc? Yes, it, it deals with dating, but more importantly, it's connecting the world in a disconnected world. So I ask you, if you need to listen to his podcast again, do it. But make sure that you understand that you can also be an ambassador of promoting self-acceptance and emotional freedom. So start this journey. I want you guys to do better because I love you all. And if you're listening out there, understand that even though I might not be talking to you and you're responding to me and we're talking, I do love you for your support. And please keep supporting what I do because in the end, it's supporting us. So as I wrap up the attachment styles, I want you to know that this is something that's very near and dear to me. I want clients, both singles that are dating or those in relationships, to understand why I do what I do. I have a new program that is fresh off the block for 2021, where I'm able to help you define your attachment styles and what actions you need to take to become a more secure, attached individual. Why is this important? It's important for a couple of reasons. First off, you'll be a better performer at work. You'll be a better and more aware dater. And you have found self-acceptance within yourself. So that propels you to become a better person, not just a performer, but also someone who understands and loves life and can spread that to others. So if you're interested, send me a DM on Instagram or you can email me. Instagram, I'm at the dating doc. Again, the, T-H-E, dating, D-A-T-I-N-G, doc, D-O-C, the dating doc on IG. Or you can shoot me an email on the contact us page for the datingdoc.com. Again, I advise you that if you want to do the work with someone, I am not only an expert, but I am passionate about what I do. Thank you for supporting my podcast.